Good Saturday morning to everybody and welcome to Mortgage Matters Radio Show and the Connecticut Real Estate Edge Podcast along with Rob Weinberg. I'm Gary Byron. Rob, good morning. Good morning to you, Gary. How are you, brother? Hanging in, man. <laughs> Hanging in. Making it through another day, right? Yeah, well, you know, I mean, you got, you're doing well. You know, like, of course, you're slowing down right now, but then you'll, you're fine. You'll be. I'm blessed. You'll what can right. I say? You know, thanks you to are. this show and, and the station and what we do, like, I know that every day, my market share is going up in, in locally, even nationwide, people reaching out to me. So it's a good time for that. But at the same token, there's a lot of negativity and pessimism out there. There is. Obviously, we wouldn't be uh, we wouldn't really be in modern times without talking about the fact that there's wars going on. Right. Sure. There are pandemics brewing and, and other things. And it's Please. just don't know. even get us started. Right. But. At the same token, there's good things going on too, right? And we every day we wake up, look in the mirror, that's a good day. Have and since you've been in this industry for 21, 22 years, have you ever seen anything that compares to what the housing industry is going through right now? I'm I'm not talking about it being a a, a seller's market. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about the interest rates and the sevens. I know you can make a, a comparison to how it was in, was it 2006 or seven, mm-hmm, right around mm-hmm. that time, but we rebounded pretty quickly thereafter. Um, there was a bailout. Let, let's face it. I mean, Obama bailed right, out right, know, um, right. the banking industry. Is there anything to compare these times now to that helps you that you can relay to the I, your I clients? Would, you know, I've only been in the industry since. Like early 2000s, 03, Right, but you, 04, so you 05, lived through that, that time. Since I'm... then to now, I really can't say that I've seen anything like this because there's a lot of different parts of the market. Have rates been high? Yeah. Have housing, you know, has it been a seller's market? Yeah. To have all these different pieces, though, in the same puzzle, right, at the same time, that's the part that's unique for me. Uh, I haven't seen that before. I've heard the parallels of the market now. Um, being compared to like the 80s. I've definitely heard that. Obviously, I wasn't in the industry then. I think the main thing that's being compared is the rise, the rapid rise in interest rates, right? So back then, it was a rise where, you know, they've gotten or they were almost at 20%, I think, maybe even got that high. We haven't seen that yet, but will we, right? That's the question. How high are they going to go? Um You know, but you're, there's always fear in the market. And that's some of the parallels that I do see because I almost laugh thinking about people I spoke with in 2018 and 2019 that were afraid of buying a house. They were afraid of overpaying for a house in those times. Even 2017, I think of conversations I had with people that are like, ooh, that price is really high. Lo and behold, here we are, five, six, seven years later, those homes that they were afraid to buy have resold for double almost in a lot of cases. So it's like, and I had this conversation with a client yesterday that was asking me similar, and I it was crazy to me because it doesn't have to do with how smart you are, how much money you've made. Because one of the gentlemen that I spoke with, I remember in 2019 having conversations with this guy. He's very close to a multimillionaire, self-made, owns a couple rental properties, and has his own business, self-employed, self-made. And he was afraid in 2019 to put an offer in on this house. I think back then it was like 325. Now we hear that and we're like, whoa, 325. Point me in that yeah. direction. <laughs> this was 325 in an amazing town, great schools, great area. He didn't want to do it. His 
he was so hard-headed about his numbers that he decided, nope, I'm not paying a lick over 310, and he was hard-headed, and he put in the offer, and they came back, and he wouldn't negotiate, and at the end of the day, he ended up not getting the house, he wouldn't pay that 325, and I saw a couple months ago... The person that did buy it resold it for a very, very pretty penny. So I hear those I hear those stories all the time, but that's why you don't know where you're at in the cycle until it's too late. So what you're talking to me about right now, like we might look back in a year and laugh. Rates ended up going to 18% and we had no freaking clue about yeah, it. Yeah, I don't think that'll happen again. But let me just, uh, how, does this, how does this make you feel? It's one thing if business is slow because it's something that you did that you can learn a le- you can learn from it and you can undo it's something else when business is slow that's no cause by you or even your industry the feds are may are, are raising the interest rates left and right and that has a consequence to it less people are are you know are apt to buy you know it's a seller's market if you're selling uh your house it's to your advantage right mm-hmm. because um People are getting into oh, bidding. Yeah. People are getting the bidding wars. Although I hear that's slowing down a little bit. Yep. But it's how does that make you? What kind of position does that put you in when this isn't even by your doing? There's not you didn't create this. Yeah. There's nothing no, that you difficult. can do to unravel it. This is really a Fed issue. You know, I. But you're. I you're like to the take. I like to take responsibility because I've seen. So many people just put responsibility on others and not take personal responsibility. So there's really two pieces of that that I'll take. Number one is that if things are harder, you got to work harder. You know, if things are tougher, you have to put your nose to the grindstone that much more to get the same results. And that's what I'm seeing. People that are succeeding right now in real estate and mortgage, that's what they're doing. They're working harder. They're meeting with more people. They're getting more leads. They're doing more presentations, more calls. That's one piece of the puzzle I'm definitely taking hold of. And the second thing is, you know, the cyclical nature of the industry. So you need to understand that real estate and mortgage goes up and down. That is part of the game. That's why you can do so well in good times, because during bad times, you may do horribly. And um, something that I'm thinking of when I'm talking to you about that is my uncle who May he rest in peace, but he was a top-notch real estate agent down in Florida, and I remember him coming to me in like around 2007, and I thought he was an ultra-successful multimillionaire, and he was coming to me in hard times after really good times, and it made an indelible mark in my mind, in my heart, to make sure that you prepare. The good times don't always last. Make sure you're prepared for the bad, and I'd like to say I did a good job doing that over the last couple years to where I'm not stressed about that, and if it takes a little bit of time, so be. It. We're going to do one of I really one of my favorite shows. I think we only do this a couple of times a year, um, but I I love this show. Talk about some of uh, your client success stories. Yeah, um, maybe some realtors who you've worked with. Quite sick. Let's start with that one. How about Let's some realtors some that you worked with? Well, that, well, that I want to preface it because I know we've done other shows. There's a lot of negativity, bad stuff going on. We want to bring the optimism, the success, right? right? That's what this is about. We're not talking about stories from last year or two years ago. Everyone was doing well in 2020, 2021, right? We're talking, these are all real success stories from real people locally right here in the state that have gotten mortgages, bought homes, and worked with me and my team over the last 
90 to 120 days. These are very, very recent. Maybe the oldest story we're going to go through today is like March. Okay, so these are very recent. These are people succeeding today in 2023 in the market. And realtors are a big piece of my business. You know, when I started out, I didn't really do any work with realtors. I mainly focused Mm -hmm. on just homeowners and refinancing and people that I knew and, you know, my network. But the realtors have been a big, big part of it because they refer me business. And how that really goes is I work with a realtor as a result of an intro from a client. You know, it's their preferred realtor. We do business. Things go well. And next thing you know, we have now a relationship where they're sending their clients to me for mortgage pre-approvals and mortgage advice. And at the same token, when things go well, too, I have a roster of top agents I work with. So when my pre-approved buyers need the top agent in Hartford, the guy that's going to help them get in, you know, get uh, success in a bidding war on a property. I can know who to send them to because I have experience with the people that know how to get deals done, know how to get things done. So that's what it's about. And there's a couple stories that uh, Hmm. have recently come that these realtors have left for me online that you can go through. What about some clients who uh, needed help, you know, purchasing, let's say, an investment property? Yeah. So clients that needed help purchasing an investment property, there's a lot of them that come to me. They're first time buyers, you know, or first time investors, I should say. Maybe they own a home and they're looking to kind of move on to their next property, but they don't know where to start. Do they have enough money down? Or sometimes they have all this money, but they're like, is it enough? What do I need to do to get qualified? Now, Gary, there are some specific stories that you can read through. Okay. On the air. All right. All right. Which would you uh, you want to go to uh, maybe the ones with some of the realtors? Yeah, let's start okay. with that. So you have one that said, I had the opportunity to work with Rob on a recent buyer transaction and could not have been happier. His follow-up and detailed information made for a very smooth transaction. I will definitely be using his services for my upcoming buyers. And that's from T.R. Durkin, Ravis Real Estate. Yeah, TR's a great guy. And just like I was saying earlier, uh, a buyer that I had pre-approved was using him as their agent. And we had a great experience working together. So he sent multiple referrals to me and I've sent some buyers to him as well. It was just a good synergy. And we never would have been able to work together if that buyer hadn't linked us up. Here's another one. I had the pleasure of working with Rob with the sale of a condo for a mutual client. He was knowledgeable, professional, and worked quickly from day one until closing. The transaction ran smoothly because of his quick response and teamwork. I'll be recommending him for my future clients. Thanks again, Rob. That's from Diana Bernard. Yeah. So same thing on that one. She had this existing realtor relationship in place, and I had never worked with the realtor before. Long story short, the first deal they put together the inspection had a lot of problems. Sure. So we ended up having to go back to the drawing board. And I don't want to say it was a rush closing, but obviously everyone was ready to go because the first property kind of fell apart. So we had to move quickly and we were able to do it. How about this smooth process from beginning to end? No surprises or last minute changes. Highly recommend working with Rob. Julie Fedorovich. Yeah, Julie, this is a great one because I actually did the mortgage for the buyer on a home that she was selling. Okay, so the way that we came into contact was because there were a couple minor issues on the property that had to get taken care of for the appraisal. And I found her to be very responsive, communicative, and great to work with. So we actually forged a relationship after that closing and have worked together a few times since. And she actually also works down in Florida as well in the Naples area. That's cool. How about this one? Working with Rob was an amazing experience. He is knowledgeable, responsive, patient, yet 
gets things done well ahead of schedule that he has set out in the transaction. I look forward to referring more of my clients his way as he uh, as he has become a trusted and mortgage professional, Marquez Strickland. I mean, when you hear that, that's just... Yeah, this is a great uh, agent that I've worked with quite a few times now. And... Um... You know, just a really hands-on agent that holds people's hands, specifically first-time buyers and first-time investors. I've worked with Marcus on both first-time homebuyers and first-time investors, and he's been really accommodative, really communicative, a great agent. I actually think I'm going to be having him on a future episode, too, because oh. he's got just so much knowledge in the local market here in Hartford County. Sure. You know, I, I asked a, a moment ago about people needing help from you. Uh, with an investment property. Here's a great testimonial. Look at this. Rob was wonderful. I worked with him for seven months. Yes, seven. He was always quick to respond no matter what day or time. I had questions throughout the process, and he always gave thorough answers as well as educated me. I would highly recommend Bob and look forward to working with him in the future. Uh, thank you, Rob. Nicole Michaud. Yep. So Nicole came to me Really, after she had just sold a home and was ready for her next chapter. She got out of a divorce and just needed to turn the page. So, you know, it was early this year that we had first pre-approved her. It was around February. And we all know the housing market has had its volatility and ups and downs this year. And she kind of had a couple false starts where we thought things were moving and then this came up, that came up, the numbers didn't work. There was an issue with a tenant. She was looking at condos, single family, multifamily. It's not always a straight path, okay? But ultimately, we got her on a path of where she knew what she wanted. And although it did take, as she said, seven months, she ended up with a way better deal than she would have got had she bought way back when. Her realtors just negotiated an amazing deal, amazing property, and it all worked out in the end. So I think this story just goes to show you this isn't, buying a, a light bulb on Amazon when you're buying a house. It's more complicated. You need to have a long-term approach, especially now. It could take longer today than maybe it took a year or two ago to buy a home because of the limited market and inventory. So stay vigilant, stay motivated. I want to thank Rob, Mr. Excuse me, Mr. Rob Weinberg for great services and a pleasant experience. I recommend Mr. Rob for your next mortgage and loan advisors. Eric Cherry, I mean, these people just sing your praises here. Eric came to me last year trying to move from Connecticut, or excuse me, move from New York to Connecticut. He works at a hospital down in New York, and he was just sick and tired of the prices and saw how much more he could get for his money in Connecticut. His parents were getting older. He wanted a house that could accommodate, you know, the whole fam, so to speak. But the long and short of it was he couldn't get approved at first. He had some major issues to work through when he contacted me last year. But we put him on the path. We put him, gave him the advice. And again, long path, right? You're hearing that. But he got his dream home. You know, he got what he needed. It exceeded his expectations. Things really worked out because he set that path and he took the advice and implemented it. Do you work a lot with first-time homebuyers? Oh, yeah. I would say... Greater than half my business is first time home buyers for sure. Uh, and I've been told it's because of, you know, the hand holding approach that I have because I was a first time buyer. You know, sure. I know what it's like. And I work with so many now that have bought their first home. I like to say I know what they're looking for, what they need. Well, here's here's a testimonial re- regarding that. Rob was professional throughout the process. There were multiple bumps in the road. And he helped us navigate them as first-time homebuyers. I'm thankful we had someone with the experience to navigate the different hurdles we encountered from Danielle York. Yeah. 
This was a difficult transaction. Danielle was referred by her realtor to me, Mr. Josh Brown, who's been on this show a couple mm-hmm. times. Yep. And they were first-time home buyers. They had talked to a local bank, and they got a lot of misinformation and almost threw in the towel. And we're like, we're not buying a house. We can't do it. We don't have the money and all this. And Josh told him, hey, talk to Rob. And we got her on the straight and narrow path to buying a home. Um there were hurdles. You know, she had some financial issues that we needed to get through and, and some other things with her job we needed to get through. So it wasn't a smooth road to get there. But I feel like that's why Josh referred her to me and had the confidence in me is he knew if anyone can handle this road and these bumps, Rob can do it. And that's what we did. So there were a couple times during the transaction when it we didn't know what was going to happen. It looked like it could go either way. But we did get it done in the end. Like she said, there were different hurdles we encountered. And I feel like any other lender or bank or credit union, they would have just let it go by the wayside. If it goes, it goes. If it doesn't. But I think my big differentiator, not only with first time buyers, but my clients in general is I stopped doing this for the money a long time ago. I'm doing this for the win. Okay, I want to get you to the closing table. I want to make sure that you are closing on your home. I don't care if I'm making five hundred dollars on your transaction or five thousand. You're getting that same vigor from me, that same aggressiveness to make sure that everything gets accounted for. That's what it's all about. And that's what people want. and First time buyers want in this market. Folks, you are listening to Mortgage Matters Radio Show in the Connecticut Real Estate Edge podcast. You can head online if you want more information about Rob Weinberg. Simply head on over to his website at robgw.com and write this phone number down as well. I think you're going to want to schedule a um, a meeting with him. 860-413-3938. I'll repeat both those. I'll toss in a free email address uh, more towards the end of the show. What about clients who had bought a home a few years back but are now upgrading? Oh, yeah. Definitely a lot of those lately, I would say. Especially the people that bought in 2019, 2020. A lot of those people now are seeing what they got in equity and going, gosh, it might be time to upgrade the home. And a lot of them also saw that their house may be not conducive to longevity there during the pandemic when they were like, pent up in the house, right? A lot of people started making plans for the future. So now seeing the housing market has continued to progress. Maybe a year ago, they, they, uh, you know, swept it aside, but now they're going, oh my gosh, the housing markets continue to go up. Now's my time. And that's what these stories are about. So let me, let me read a, a, a testimonial regarding this from Gabby Chin. She writes, since the beginning of our home purchase, we were extremely impressed with his honesty in knowledge on mortgages. Thank you so much, Rob, for your help. We look forward to working with you again. I, I mean, that's pretty nice. That's you know. Gabby. I, mean, I worked that's... with her now twice. So the first house she bought was a duplex. Her sister is a realtor. So her sister, you know, she asked her sister, who should we be dealing with on the pre-approval? And we helped her buy the first home, um, had several bumps in the road on that one. And their idea was take that multifamily home, that two-family, turn it into a full rental property where they have two tenants paying them in each unit and they got that and their rent more than covers the mortgage and then they upgraded to I what I would call their dream home um, just about maybe 15 miles away in a, in a adjoining town there it has the pool it has the four bedrooms it has everything they want for a single family home and that was their idea when she came to me she said Rob this two family we love multifamily but this is just a 
place for us for one to two years. Our long-term goal is to have a single-family home to raise our family in, and we made that happen. That reality happened. Two transactions over the course of about three years, and here she is now with two properties, three units, just a great financial scenario, and she's a business owner as well. She owns a local accounting firm down in Danbury. What about any law firms that you've worked with or maybe they – we have reviews from them. Yeah, law firms in, in real estate, law firms get a bad rap. I mean, a lot of the bad things that can happen in a closing get put on the responsibility of the attorney in the law firm, especially in Connecticut, where we're what's called an attorney state. Uh, since <laughs> I think it was 2016, that you have to have a real estate attorney in the state of Connecticut. So, you know, I deal with attorneys all the time, obviously. Some are good, some are bad. I've got preferred attorneys that I refer my clients to that I have really good experiences with and charge very, very uh, nominal fees for their services. But once in a while, you get an attorney that, you know, hits it out of the park or, you know, we just jive, things go well, I help them or they help us. And the story that I have there for you, Gary, is a specific attorney where that happened. Yeah, let me read this. It's it's really nice here. Um, it says, our law office had the pleasure of working with Rob Weinberg on a purchase recently. Rob was extremely helpful. Our computers are currently being updated with new IT t- company, and therefore we did not have access to the software we needed to complete some of the mortgage documents. Rob worked with us to ensure that the mortgage documents were completed correctly and in time for closing. I would definitely recommend working with Rob, anyone who is purchasing real estate and needs financing. Rob was incredible. He's got incredible organizational skills, which made the entire loan process run so smoothly, making it an absolute pleasure to help him acquire our loan from Steve Cousins. Yeah, that's the laws of Steve Cousins. So during the closing, or I should say leading up, they had some tech issues. Uh, They weren't able to download some of the loan documents for the closing. And like I said, an average person or loan officer, what do they have to do with that, right? That's out of their scope of work. But again, I'm willing to go to the end of the earth for my clients. I don't care what it is. I'm doing it. So in this case, I went and I went onto the website. I downloaded the documents that they needed directly onto my computer. I sent them over to them right away so that they could complete the closing and then, of course, followed up to make sure that they had everything that they needed. This could have had the whole closing fall through because of a a minor thing like this. And it's unfortunate because so many people in our industry, they kind they they punch out, you know, so to speak. Or if something's out of their pay grade, it's like, oh, I'm not going to do it. This is one of those cases where going that extra mile not only gives a, a great customer experience, but also the law firm experience. And these law firms deal with dozens or hundreds of closings a year. So to have them say that it was a great experience, one of the best, that means a lot coming from them. What about clients that took a long time to find Finally, come around to being ready to buy a home. Yeah, well, this is becoming more and more uh, timely, Gary. Because as we're discussing, like in back in the old days, you know, I'd get someone pre-approved, and they might be ready to buy a home within you know a couple of days, and then go out that weekend and get under contract in a couple of weeks. That's really not happening as much anymore. That's the exception. So what we're seeing more so nowadays is someone gets pre-approved then it takes them a couple weeks just to kind of get their bearings because maybe they were expecting something or expecting a multitude of homes, and now they have to figure out, wait a second, I only have five homes to choose from? 
going back to the drawing board, right? Figuring out what are your needs versus your wants. So now I I don't know what the average is, but I have a lot more buyers today that are taking more in that three to six month timeline to buy a home. Whereas before it was more in say the, you know, one to three month. So it's taking longer because there's less inventory. There's more things to work through in the process. So that's what some of these stories are really delving into. Well, here, I'll read a couple. Um, Here's one. Several years ago, we contacted Rob about obtaining. Actually, it should read. Yeah, they contacted you about obtaining a mortgage. It says we weren't ready. However, Rob has a health. Uh, <laughs> Rob has a. Rob was a wealth of info on how to get ready to buy. This year, our circumstances changed, and we reached back out to Rob. We are now homeowners. He explained every step from beginning to closing, and more importantly, made our dream happen. Whether you're considering refinancing or a first-time buyer, Rob will guide you impeccably. We highly recommend. Yeah, this one hits home. This is from Deborah out of Winstead, Connecticut. And Deborah came to me many, many years ago, like like four or five years ago now. And we met in person at my office in Woodbury, and we talked about them getting ready to buy a home. Her brother was going to move here, this whole thing. Well, that all never happened, right? So we stayed in touch, and it was like, my brother's not moving here anymore, but we still want to buy a home. It was her and her daughter. They're both self-employed. Their taxes are, let's just say, not ideal for that. So we had a process that we had to go through. So the strategy took us, you know, back last year when we kind of reconvened and said, okay, you want to buy the home. Then it was down payment. That wasn't going to be able to be done. So then it's like, okay, if you've got a down payment issue, we got to figure that out first. So her sister helped her with that down payment. That We checked that off the list. All right, now where are things at with your credit? That's good to go. Okay, now your taxes. So long and short of it is, She did end up getting their 2022 tax return filed, um, and we were able to get the loan done. And it was many, many, many years of work. It was a strategy. It wasn't a one-size-fits-all, wham, bam, she come in the door. It was a long and grueling thing. I I don't know if I have enough. I don't really think I have enough time to go into another one because I I have to wrap the show up in about one minute. Um, But there was somebody else who had written some really nice words about the way uh, you know, basically, Gigi. I know it, the one GG. Yeah. So, you know, her 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 story is pretty long. You can go on the Google reviews if you want to read it. But, you know, she had been denied from another lender um, and she wrote some really, really touching words about how, you know, our team came through at the last minute for her because she came uh-huh. in with a contract already in place and another lender where it fell through. They already had the appraisal done. They had everything done, but her lender couldn't get it done. So they had she had found me online and she needed that Hail Mary pass to get it done at the last minute. And I said, let's do everything we can. And she came in prepared. She came in ready and she came in roaring to go. Rob, there's still another half a dozen of these that I could read. We could have easily, you know, continued for another half hour, you know, and and maybe we can do another one of these before the new year. I just think particularly in the down, I guess, the holiday season, which is the slowest of the of the calendar year. Mm-hmm. Maybe we can do another one just because you there's many different aspects to look at how you are helpful and every every story is unique, you know. Every it scenario is. is different and I think when people understand how involved you are and what you do, how you're able to help people, well quite frankly, 
it's amazing. Nothing short of amazing. Oh, my goodness. I, I got to wrap things up. Folks, you've been listening to Mortgage Matters Radio Show in the Connecticut Real Estate Edge podcast. For more information on this show and to read some more of those testimonials, head on over to uh, robgw.com. Not only will you find info from this show, but any of the other topics that we've discussed in previous weeks. Again, it's www.robgw.com. If you'd like to get a question answered, maybe right here on these airwaves as soon as even next weekend, simply email Mortgage Matters Radio Show at gmail.com. To schedule that consultation with Rob, very easy, 860-413-3938. Again, 860-413-3938. For Rob Weinberg, I'm Gary Byron. Thank you so much for listening to Mortgage Matters Radio Show and the Connecticut Real Estate Edge podcast. Until next Saturday morning, have a good one, everybody. So long.